and welcome back to Paul Dark Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Delenda. I am from France. I blog at British Lisa on Tumblr, and you can find me on Twitter at Delenda Dia. And this is Michelle. I live in America, and I blog at Poldark Muses, and you can find me on Twitter at Musings. Our fearless leader is experiencing technical difficulties with her Wi-Fi today, so we are going to try and give this our best shot without having Rita, our bud, by our side. Uh, <laughs> Rita, we miss you, and we really hope the tech gods smile upon you so you can join us next week. Yay! So this week we are starting a new series of podcasts where we will go back and rewatch series two of the show in an effort to prepare ourselves for the approaching start of series three. We hope you guys can follow along with us and send us messages about your response on rewatch. These episodes will be shorter than usual, but you will get two per week, so please check back in later this week for our podcast on episode two. So, a uh, very quick recap. As you all will no doubt remember, Ross was arrested and charged with inciting a riot at the end of season one. He is promptly out on bail and has three days before going to trial. Wait, what? <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead of trying to do anything to present, prevent being found guilty and getting himself hung, Ross chops wood and does some mining and is constantly insisting that the whole thing is simply ridiculous. You must answer to judge and jury, and if you're found guilty... They cannot hang me. I've too much to do. Hashtag typical Ross. Elsewhere, George is scheming away with his men, Tankard. Typical George. They publish an inflammatory pamphlet detailing a list of all Ross's past misdeeds. They are also assembling witnesses and shelling out beaucoup coin for the crown, including, of course, Judd. You owe him no loyalty? It's common sense to testify against him. We'll make it worth your while. At the end of the episode, he visits Ross in jail and offers to spare him, but Ross being Ross, he is unwilling to even consider it. <sighs> Meanwhile, Elizabeth tries to help, air quotes here, <laughs> Ross, <laughs> Ross by using her influence over George. It's a gigantic fail when Ross refuses to be indebted to his enemy. We appreciate the thought. But not the method. Fail! <laughs> Epic fail. Yeah. Anywho, Caroline Penvenen and Horace arrive in Cornwall. She is rich, she is sassy, she is calling up Dwight to look at her dog. You were saying? About your aunt Spaniel. Oh, uh, yes. He used to have fits. When she played the spinet. One hesitates to say whether he was musical or the reverse. Speaking of the Penvenens, Demelza goes to visit Ray Penvenen, who she learns is a friend of the judge overseeing Ross's trial, and does some flirty manipulating. It puzzle me exceedingly how a judge can be expected to listen to a case and get to the bottom of it all in a few hours. Does he never ask for the truth in private before the trial begins? <laughs> Perhaps he should. Sassy girl. Demelza promises Ross she won't attend the trial. Fat chance. Mm -hmm. She and Verity meet up and make their way to Budmin for the trial, where she has an awkward run-in with her hate-preaching father and tries to sneak into a party so she can sweet-talk Ross's Judd, but he's denied entry. But hey, she's not giving up so easily. Francis tries repeatedly to befriend Ross, going so far as to offer up money for Demelza, you know, in case Ross is found guilty and gets hung. Ross blows him off. When he gets home, he finds George hitting on his wife 
and when Francis confronts George about the pamphlet, he in turn gets accused of circulating it and gets called broken desperate. Harsh. Ouch. That night, uh, he tries to talk to Elizabeth, who also blows him off. When he says goodbye to her the next morning, there is a very clear, I am never going to see you again vibe, which Elizabeth doesn't pick up on until it's too late, as usual. Oh, Christ. His next stop, <laughs> his next stop on his farewell tour is George, who he severs all friendship with, telling him money can't buy nobility or even common decency. Oh, snap! <laughs> his final encounter is with Verity, where he has a full mental breakdown and alienates her even further. And that night he tries to shoot his face off. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of episode one. <laughs> Pretty much summed up in like five minutes. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, some observations that uh, we made. And uh, some of these comments will be uh, Rita's uh, since she had plugged in uh, some of her thoughts on our notes for today's um, event. But um, anyhow, I think one of the ones that she mentioned that I wholeheartedly agree with was that Ross's hair is even worse than we remember it to be. (laughs) And... (laughs) And I know I've promised myself not to be as snarky about uh, the hair. Um, you know, and we know we are blessed with Mr. Turner's natural curls for season three. But for season four, you know, after hearing what he said at the BFI thing about having to keep his hair long and all that and how miserable it makes him feel, <laughs> I say let the boy have his hair the way he wants. He looks awfully happy now to have it cut short. This just means, yo, Hair and makeup people, you need to step up your game. But can, can I just say that I really prefer Aiden? Am I the only one preferring Aiden Turner with like the long hair? Like, am I the only one? He looks so no, good. No, 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 no. There are so many people out there that 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 like him with long hair. But you know, I I think he look he looks incredibly happy and really boyish with his hair cut cut short these days and you know if that's making him happy then you know go for it hashtag let Aiden be happy <laughs> yes yes <laughs> anywho so yeah and uh, we loved this episode when it aired and uh, while we do love its atmos- atmosphere and quick pace we kind of thought it was a gigantic waste of time because <laughs> a lot of the plot was purely just setting things in motion for the trial that we all know Ross will win. I mean, <laughs> could you imagine like Paul Dark with Ross Paul Dark dead? Not really. So no. in retrospect, it's kind of a waste of time given how badly this is. Well, you know, we had 10 episodes for season two and, and that made me really super happy at first because I figured, you know, with all of the plot that they had to deal with uh, covering these two books, um, you know, they were going to need the time. And so, you know, I was thinking that, you know, maybe the trial would last the first episode and then we'd get right into kind of where we needed to go with the rest of the story. Um, And as much as the the first two episodes, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the first two episodes were like brilliantly written, Mm. acted, you know, the, the cinematography, the whole nine yards, I thought Music. it was really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, we had so much to get through in this season, and in, in, in the last season, that um, I, I think the time may have been better 
utilized, maybe, tiny bit, itty bitty bit. Yeah, especially when you know how much of a fat book Warlegan is, and Jeremy Poldark mm -hmm. is like the shortest book, I think, in the entire mm -hmm. series, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, anyhow. Anywho. Let's see. Favorite scene? So, favorite scene. So, uh, Rita's favorite scene was Demelza refusing to say goodbye. In contrast mm. to the flowery emotions of the Francis Elizabeth scene, it really felt honest and genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. And, I, you know, I've had friends that have said, you know, oh, she should have given him a kiss and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, she was, she did not want to say goodbye because she didn't want it to be goodbye. And, um, you know, I, I think that that, that is kind of perfect for her character. As far as the goodbye between Francis and Elizabeth, um, I really enjoyed that. I thought that that was um, such a, an incredibly special moment uh, between the two of them. Bittersweet. You know, mm -hmm. Yeah, where Francis was basically acknowledging the fact that, yes, you know, I know that, that you love him and you don't love me. Mm. Um, we both love him and this world would be a darker place without him. And, uh, you know, he basically says, you know, how different our lives would be if he'd never gone in the first place. Mm. So, you know, it was, it was really, I thought it was really beautifully um, acted. And, yeah. you know, as, as much gripe as I was giving a, um, Elizabeth during our um, uh, recap, um, I thought that the, the way uh, Haida, uh, acted that scene was was really perfect. I mean, it yeah. was absolutely spot on perfect. Where she doesn't realize that there is something seriously wrong until it is too late. And uh, so I thought that 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 she did a brilliant job with that scene. Yeah, I think anybody could have picked up on his words. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like, do you intend to go go come back home? Like, what are you talking like, about? Uh, <laughs> no, no. He was. This was a man clearly on the so long tour. Um, of uh, of our little burg of Cornwall. So so anyhow, um, uh, one of the other favorite scenes was of uh, Francis and Verity at the hotel. Oh my god! Um, again, um, another opportunity to see you know kind of Francis slowly devolving into madness mm. um, as he's moving closer and closer to. Uh, what he believes is going to be his end. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think we can all agree that we are all Hugh Skinner fangirls. Oh, my God. And there was oh not God. enough Hugh Skinner in this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I, I'm sure that I've seen him in other uh, television shows, but this was the first time that I had a, kind of an expanded uh, view of him. He is absolutely hysterical. Um, and I'm really glad that he is all over the series Harlots on Hulu because I really <laughs> need his goofy ass in my life. I really, really do. <laughs> yeah, I think it was you who said that he was such a Buffon character and that's the oh perfect word, I think, to define. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my Lord. Yes. Um, and the performance of the episode, uh, that goes hands down to, to Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, um, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. This really was his season. Um, oh, he yeah. was absolutely brilliant. Hmm. And, um, you know, as, as we all know, uh, he doesn't last through the mm -hmm. entire season. And we miss him. Unfortunately, we miss him terribly. Um, and uh, I thought that, that he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because uh, 
we had been waiting for the series to be back so much, but uh, it's one of the best, I think, of series two. I mean, just the opening with the helicopter flying over the cliffs, Ugh. and then you have yeah. the background music. I mean, swooning. <laughs> <laughs> also, call me cheesy, call me a desperate romantic. Pun intended. <laughs> but uh, I need the background music uh, that plays along uh, Ross and Demelza's love scene, like on my iPod. It was so stunning, and I think it was also played during the uh, morning after scene when they're like in the field. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, uh, "You will not come to the trial." Yeah, yeah. You know, I God talking about um, favorite scenes. I loved that scene where, you know, she comes out of the cottage, you know, after they've had their, their night of lovemaking and, um, you know, she's looking, you know, magnificently bed tousled and, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, the cinematography, the, the whole nine yards of that scene where the two of them are standing, Standing there, you know, foreheads pressed against one another's, you know, I wish we could stay like this forever. I mean, and and I think every single one of us was basically <laughs> screaming at the television, we wish you could too. I know. <laughs> because we know everything's going to go to shit after this. We know. <laughs> so we, we know. But, uh, oh my gosh, it was just, it was so beautiful. Um, and uh, one of the reasons why uh, we all get swept away by this this show uh, week by week by week and are continuing to be obsessed with it. <sighs> yeah, and I think we can also talk about the uh, several contrasts that there were between uh, Ross and Francis's uh, marriages throughout the episodes. Yes. Like, yes. you could see how uh, that Ross and Demelza's marriage is such a loving one compared mm-hmm. to Francis, who is clearly suffering, but he is he has basically accepted that his wife doesn't love him. But still, yeah. I mean, it's so hard. How tragic is that? How tragic is that? <laughs> so tragic. Oh, good Lord. Well, okay, we've come to the end of our mini podcast uh, for <laughs> episode one. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be back later this week with a rewatch of episode 2.02 and Ross heading off to trial. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Poldark Podcast or message us at poldarkpodcast.tumblr.com. We love to hear from you guys and would love to hear some of your thoughts going into Series 3, which we still have no idea when it's going to start. In I mean, seriously, case. BBC. June. Just June. But, you know, <laughs> June is a big month. So, uh, you know, throw us a bone. Give us a date. Help us end our suffering. <laughs> please, BBC, please. Yes. Anyhow, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. I'm steady trying to find the motive. Why do what I do? And freedom ain't getting no closer. No matter how far I go, my car is stolen. Stolen. No registration. Registration. Cops patrolling. Patrolling. And now they don't stop me and I get locked up. They won't let me out. They won't let me out. Locked up. They won't let me out. No.
corner blocks on fire Undercovers dressed as fiends Making so much money Products moving fast Put away the stash As I sold the last bag Fucked around and got locked up They won't let me out They won't let me My out Now that I'm locked up, I rep two sets, so I'ma ride or die and stay deep blocked up. Two toothbrushes up, whoever wanted would pee. When I walk by, nigga, get up, cause I'm locked up, they can't get me out. I smoke a stick of haze when they stress me out. Go and hit the bar when the wrecks be out. Can't wait for the day when they let me out. Visitation no longer comes by Seems like they forgot about me Commissary is getting empty Cellmates getting food without me Can't wait to get out and move forward with my life Got a family that loves me and wants me to do right